Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it? Hey, it's me, Egbert. E-G-G-B-U-R-T. Check out my website at egbert.com. Now it's back to those two dudes who told me they would bring in big ratings. They better are their history. Here are Brad and John. You know, history can be a good thing. We talk about George Washington and we talk about Abraham Lincoln. Someday they'll talk about Brad and John, right? So what's... what's We what's... should not talk about Abe Lincoln. Or we should not talk about George Washington and Thomas Jefferson. Did you know that they owned slaves, Brad? Oh, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go somewhere and I'm going to tear down their statue. And I'm going to put one up of, um, well, there's so many choices. I don't know if it's, can you have a statue of somebody living? Like, could you have one of like a Cori Bush, for example, well, first, even though she's, she's still alive? First off, I don't agree with the whole statue thing to begin with, because I don't quite understand that whole thing that we're idolizing people. Uh, but that reminds me of, of uh, when we're coming up here in, in what, 14 minutes from right now, 15 minutes from right now, uh, the... Um, Armstrong and Getty show. Yeah. Uh, it was Armstrong who went on a tour of, he, he spent over the holidays, he went to Europe. And we, I, I told this story once before, but it's funny you should just bring that up. And he talked about the thing that struck him was when he went to Germany, they have all these things left over from World War II. And the the point they keep making is we leave these things up because we, will ne- we never want to forget what, happened and how this country went in a wrong direction okay yeah so just the opposite of the united states where we you know tear down the civil war memorials because of the fact that the you know to a certain extent we're not we're not celebrating the fact that once upon a time there were slaves we're celebrating fact that there aren't any slaves anymore at least that's that's my opinion isn't isn't that the way it's supposed to be is yeah but you know what you get a lot of headlines if you start a petition saying that you want to bring it down and then you get to have a press conference and then you get to have people stand and applaud you for taking such a bold and brave stand against the statue by the way you know do you know who dean phillips is no you know what you need to find out who dean phillips is dean phillips is and this is this is it's interesting because you being a a political guy I'm really surprised, and I'm not trying to demean you. I'm surprised you don't know who he is. No, should I Google him now? Well, here's the interesting thing. I've known about him for a while. He's a guy who announced he's running for president on the Democratic ticket. And oh, I see his picture. And you know what? Sorry for interrupting, but I saw, uh, I saw a shot yesterday. I think it was Kansas City Star that said, here's the Democrats running against Joe Biden. And Brad, I thought, who's that guy? And I didn't even bother clicking on the headline. I will tell you something right now. If we had the dream ticket of Republican and Democrat, the dream ticket right now would be Nikki Haley and Dean Phillips. Nikki Haley for the Republican and Dean Phillips for the Democrat. And I have to be honest with you, I think I'd vote for Dean Phillips. And if you've ever heard him speak... He has no. he has an incredible background. I mean, and one of the things that I find interesting is talking about 
sometimes people say, well, I, you know, my, my, my father left me when I was two, and that impacted me the rest of my life. Yep. Dean Phillips' father was, I don't know if he was in the Air Force or the, he was in one of the branches of the, of the, of the uh, uh, armed forces during the Vietnam War, and he was an aviator, and he was killed in combat. Dean, yeah. was, Dean was six months old. So in other words, his, I see that. I'm on the wiki now. Yeah, yeah, his mother was, you know, his mother was widowed when he, and he became an essentially, you know, his, you know, essentially one parent household. And the guy has got it going on. I mean, and he's incredibly, you know, I mean, one of the best speakers I've heard in a long time. I've heard three different radio interviews with him, and I, every time I think to myself, God, this guy is good. Interesting. And how did we get on him? What, what were you going to say about him? I can't remember. You know, I mean, this is the way my mind works. I go off in strange well, you, tangents. Uh, you want to talk about your 9-11 call, too. Right. I want to do that. But, but here's the interesting thing. At one point in the interview, he mentions that, and this is what was really interesting, is his one aunt is at... Ann Landers, who is the Ask Ann. Oh wow! And his other aunt is what the other gal who was who was the who oh, was dear Abby, dear Abby, Abigail. That was ben. her sister. Yeah, they were, and I'm going like, what? His aunts are Ann Landers and and you know Ask Ann and dear Abby. I mean, like, how in the world did that happen? You know, the only reason I know that they're sisters is because in the seminal Adam Sandler song, the Hanukkah song, he says we've got Ann Landers. And her sister, dear Abby. Right. Harrison right. Qu- Harrison Ford's a quarter Jewish, not too shabby. Right. Right. <laughs> you know all this. So that's how I know that they're that, so, they're that they're sisters. If you get a chance, listen to Dean Phillips. Uh, if if you have an interview with him, and you know, and here's what's sad to me, he got zero coverage in the New Hampshire primary, but he got like twenty percent of the vote. Yeah. And now now think about it for a minute. Go back to Iowa in the caucus. You know, we had Haley and DeSantis, who both approximately got 20% of the vote, and all you heard about was, well, Haley got... exactly right. Right, and and 20%, 20%, and here's a guy, and the crazy thing about it was, talking about the political blunder that the Democrats pulled, they pulled Biden off the ballot uh, because of the fact that they wanted to have the first, you know, they, 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 they thumbed their nose at New Hampshire, who has it in their state law. Did you know that that's a state law in New Hampshire? Yeah. They're always the first primary, okay? And they, they essentially said they were going to move, I think they were going to move the South Carolina primary to before the New Hampshire primary, and the New Hampshire people essentially said, do that, we'll just move. You know, you move it to the 10th, we'll move it to the 9th. You know, yeah. that kind of a thing. So there's no way you're going to beat us on this. Um, so anyway, the idea being is that the last minute, the Democrats thought, okay, this Dean Phillips guy, and this is part of the story, this Dean Phillips guy started coming on strong. It wouldn't look good for us if this guy won the Democratic primary in New Hampshire. So that's why they put the last minute put on the push for all the Democrats to go out and write in Joe Biden, who won, because he wasn't on the ballot. They wrote it in. But if you get a chance, check out Dean Phillips. Okay, my story from, uh, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say, will do. Yeah, okay. And now I know who that strange man in the picture was. <laughs> strange man? Who's, which picture? Dean Phillips. Remember, I just said that I saw his picture, but I didn't know who he oh, was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about like the Bill, Bill Eigel kind of picture. Oh, right? no, no, no. I got okay. you. Um, last night, and I won't give the details on this because of the fact that, you know, if the person that's involved in this might piece two and two together and figure out who <laughs> I was, I was driving back shall we say, on a certain interstate. And I was way, 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 way out West County. And I was driving to the Central County area for something I was doing, okay? 
I was driving into, I was driving east, and I'm not a speeder, and keep in mind, last night it was sort of foggy, so I said, normally I'm a plus five kind of guy on the highway. You know, if the mm-hmm. interstate is, is, I'm with you. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Speed limit says 60. I'm doing 65. Set my cruise, cruise control at 65, as opposed to Shelly telling me I was always doing 40. <laughs> so I'm doing 60 miles an hour, okay? And I looked at my rearview mirror, and there was a guy on my bumper. I mean, and what lane were you in? I was in the center lane. Okay. Uh, and now, keep in mind, because it was kind of foggy, traffic was not moving at its typical 80-mile-an-hour pace. Sure. There were people that, being in, being in the center lane, there were people I was passing on the right lane. So, in other words, but keep in mind, I'm in the center lane. You want to pass me? Go around me. Go to the me. left. Yeah, go to the left. Okay. So, they're on my bumper. I mean, they are on my bumper. At some points in time, I would say they came probably within... 10 feet of the back of my car. Wow. I mean, Holy less, cow. less than a car length, okay? This went on for miles and miles and miles. And then the headlights start blinking at me. They're flashing their headlights at me. And I'm going like, okay, I don't really quite get it. You know, I didn't cut anybody off because I've been on the highway for a while. When I noticed this guy came up from behind me, you know, a guy, yeah, I'll assume yeah. it's a guy. So I, I put my blinker on. I slowly move into the right lane. Follows right behind me. Okay. Wow. So clearly this guy or gal seems to have a problem. That's what I would say. Right. They're on my tail. So I think to myself, okay, I come up, I got my cruise control on. I can see I'm overtaking a car. It's going to overtake, you know, I'm going to overtake him. I put my blinker on, go back to the left lane. Or I mean, excuse me, the center lane. Guy's right behind me. I mean, right on my bumper. And the crazy thing about it is that if I would have, like, let's say somebody would have made a, a quick lane change and I would have had to hit my brakes, this You'd guy, get rear-ended. I would have been rear-ended. I mean, we're talking unsafe with a capital U and S-F-E, you know, the whole word. I sound like, I sound like, <laughs> did I spell it wrong? I sound like <laughs> Al Sharpton where he does, you ever heard the Al Sharpton thing where he goes, we need a little, uh, like like uh, Aretha Franklin, we need a little R-E-S-P-I-E-A-C-T. <laughs> he can't, can't get it right. He can't spell it right. Okay, so I'm driving along for like 15 miles, and this just, I mean, right on my bumper. Wow. So That's unsettling, yeah. Well, I'm thinking to myself, okay, I don't want to be like Brad the Wimp. You know, what do I do? Now, keep in mind, I have online watched many videos about personal safety and gun ownership and, more importantly, de-escalation of situations. Yep. And once again, as a person who has a concealed carry permit, one of the things they teach you in your concealed carry class is the absolute positive resort is using your weapon. That is like when all else fails, you yep, know, for sure. you pull out your gun. But you had better be in a situation where that is your absolute last resort. So not saying I'm going to pull out my gun and shoot at him. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I've done everything I can. I'm not making any evasive moves. I'm not brake checking the guy. I'm on cruise control. I'm keeping, keeping a very constant speed. So... As I'm coming, and I won't say exactly where I'm at, I make a choice to go onto another interstate, and I take a ramp. So I'm in mm-hmm. the center lane, and not that I did it rapidly, but all of a sudden I put on my turn signal, and I went two lanes over and got into the ramp. Right behind me. I mean, literally, wow. okay. right behind me. So I'm thinking to myself, this is not good. So I grab my phone, I think to myself, okay, I don't want to sound like I'm a wussy. I dial yeah. 911. 
It's clearly an issue, yeah. And sure. I, I get it. I talk to the dispatcher, and I say, look, I don't know, this may be nothing, but explain it to the dispatcher that, you know, what's going on, yada, 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 yada. And first I got a guy, and he says, and he's asking me where, where exactly I'm at. I'm giving my location. He says, okay, let me hand you off to the St. Louis County dispatcher, and she will probably tell you to go to one of the municipal police departments where you're driving. I said, okay, fine. Mm -hmm. He hands me off to a a St. Louis County dispatcher, and she's very nice, and I explain to her the situation, and she's asking me, okay, give me your update right now, and I'm on 170 at blah, 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 and I'm giving her where I'm at. And she says, okay, fine. She says, do you know where the XYZ police department is? I said, in fact, I do. And she says, Here's what you're going to do. You take the next exit and get off in the exit and tell me if the person follows you. And I said, yes, they're behind me. She says, okay, drive to the police department. Our other dispatcher is listening on the line, and we've contacted that police department, and they'll be waiting in the parking lot for you to show up. What kind of car do you have? Yada, 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 yada. What's your license plate? Blah, 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 blah. So I get off the interstate, and I make a turn on this road. And I'm heading for the police department, and he's right behind me still. Right behind me. And I'm going like, this is really creepy crap. You know? So as I go down the street, and I make a right to head toward the police department, this person makes a U-turn and goes back to the interstate and gets back on the interstate going the opposite direction. Wow. I'm going okay, like, so their intention was to scare you, probably. Well, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, I mean, like, first off, what is so what is so boring in their life that that is excitement for them? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, but and it, like, and this isn't rationalizing their behavior. But you don't recall cutting anybody off? Oh or... no, 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 no! Because because the crazy thing about it was I was probably on the highway and see once again I got on the highway, accelerated. You know, I, you know, once again I'm not Mister Crazy Weird Driver. You know, I accelerated onto the highway. Got into the left, you know, the right lane, then moved into, because once again, because it was sort of foggy last night, there were cars that were going slower than I was, and I felt you know, I felt comfortable at the speed limit, you yeah. know? I mean, there's some people when, you know how it is, when some people, there's a little bit of rain, they drive 30 miles an hour on the interstate. I know, you know? it's so annoying. Right. right. So It's dangerous. So I got into the center lane, and it wasn't until I was in the center lane for probably a couple of minutes that I saw this guy come up on me, because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't at the point where, like, I cut anybody off. He came up behind me, and that's when I thought to myself, man, that guy. He's like, he's like, is he going to pass me? And that's when the whole thing started because I noticed that, you know, you know, once again, I'm, you know, Mr. Salinardi, you taught me well. I checked my mirrors all, <laughs> Mr. Salinardi's, Marty's, Mr. Salinardi's my driver's ed teacher from high school. And they taught us all the time. It's, it's, it's interesting. There's a lot of parallels with driving and even more so when I learned how to fly helicopters, I was, I got caught a couple times by my instructors because of the fact that you're supposed to constantly scan your gauges. And in any kind of aircraft, there's a ton of gauges. And one of my instructors used to routinely do this to me, where when I wasn't looking, he would reach up and he would pull one of the circuit breakers that controlled several of the, 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 the gauges on, on in the cockpit, okay? Mm-hmm. So when I would be flying along, he would do this, and he would typically give me five minutes to notice that I didn't have these gauges working. And after five minutes, he'd hit me on the intercom, because we both had headsets on, really noisy in the helicopter, and he says, Brad, 
you've missed the fact that we don't have any oil pressure. We don't have this. Wow, we don't have that. Yeah. And then he'd plug it back in. And he'd plug, hit the circuit breaker back in. Bang! The gauges would come up. So in other words, you're supposed to scan your mirrors when you're driving along. You scan, you know, left, right. You know, right. Uh, do, you, uh, do you do that? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm, I'm always checking my blind spots and seeing who's right, behind me. Right, and, right, and right. I'm, I'm habitual about blind spots. Right, so I know that this guy wasn't like I cut the guy off or anything like that. Right, right. And, and once again, and, and it's funny, after, as I said goodbye to the police dispatcher, I said, you know, I feel a little bit like a wimp on this. And she says to me, she says, no, she says, you've done the right thing because the wrong thing would have been for you to get out of your car and say, buddy, what are you doing? You yeah, know? say what you, and, and think of, and you know, I read the Chesterfield police reports because they're the only ones around here that I find that have any kind of detail in the St. Louis County or St. or St. Charles County area. And so we have so many road rage incidents and they'll talk right. about how somebody got cut off and then somebody, you know, brandished a weapon. So they were they were arrested for brandishing well, a weapon or see, whatever. It happens all the time. That's the whole thing because of the fact when you when you take these de-escalation classes, that's exactly what they teach you. They teach you you know, the real person walks away from the situation. The real person, yeah. you know, yeah. doesn't, hey, buddy, you're, what are you doing? I'm going to punch your lights out. That's not the... And, and what are you... And, you know, you never know. The scary thing is you never know that guy, and let's stereotype that it was probably a guy following you. You never know what kind of a mood he was in. You don't know what kind of chemicals he had in him. And, Brad, even if you got out of your, if you got out of your car, if he has George Floyd's superhuman fentanyl strength... Who knows what happens to you? And you know what? It, it the thing that could be the worst. He could be Bill Eigel. He could be. He could be. <laughs> and which he'd just start talking, and then he wouldn't stop. Hey, we got to go, John. Say goodbye. See you guys Friday. Thanks for checking out the Brad and John Show podcast. This segment of the show is brought to you by John Combest's book, Stalking, Harassment, Internet Trolling, A Guide to Recovering and Rebuilding After Online Attacks. It's a great reference if you've ever been the unfortunate target of a social media attack. It's available on Amazon. Just search John Combest. That's C-O-M-B-E-S-T. John Combest, and the book will show up in your search results. Now it's time for another segment of the Brad and John Show. Can you handle it?